0: When you purchase the vending machine, you want movers. You also wanna fill the vending machine up halfway for it to at least take dollar bills. So you wanna have money left over for that. When you get the movers, you're moving the vending machine inside of the place. And remember, it's a free service to them. So you're not paying them or you're not offering them any money upfront to place your vending machine in their business. It's a free service to them.
1: It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 161 of the She's Off Script podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. Have you ever wondered who owns the vending machines you come across in places like hotels, hospitals, and gyms? What if I told you that everyday people like you and me could own those vending machines? Today's guest turned her $600 vending machine into a multi-six-figure business. In this episode, Crystal Warren, better known as Chrissy Tutors, is going to walk us through the steps we will need to take in order to launch vending machine businesses of our own from the best places to find vending machines to how to get them placed in premium locations for free, she's sharing it all. She even gives us the script she uses when she speaks to business owners. Before we hear the rest of Chrissy's story, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. This will help to spread the word about our show so amazing stories like Chrissy's can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go Offscript with the CEO of the vending factory, Crystal Warren. Crystal Warren, welcome to She's Offscript. Thank you for being here.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So excited to be here as well.
1: I'm excited to have you here and share your story and your vending machine business. But for anyone who hasn't heard of you or come across you online, could you share who you are and what you do?
0: Yes, of course. So my name is Crystal Warren. I go by Chrissy Tutors online. Um, and everyone calls me Chrissy, I was the first African-American male and female to get on Instagram, not Facebook, but Instagram, and talk about the vending machine business online for free. There was no one out there doing it. And my whole purpose was to Teach people about the business so that they can purchase, get into my funnel and purchase my vending machine location services and my vending machine finder services. So just super excited to be on Instagram, on Facebook, and to just be in the vending world sharing all these gems so that people understand that they can start a stream of income.
1: Mm, So how did you even get into the vending machine business?
0: Great question. So I had a nine to five. I even had a nine to five while I was in the vending machine business for a while. But my sister's friend said that he owned vending machines at the casino. And so I was like, vending machines? I thought people like I thought you couldn't buy a vending machine. I thought that they were owned by like huge corporations and companies. So when he said he bought it outright, I was like, wait a minute. So I did a little research. Um, I didn't get a lot of information from him at all. I'm a type of person, if you tell me about something, I dive into it. Like I dive into it. So I went to the library. There was nothing back then on YouTube really about the vending machine business. So a lot of the information that I learned myself was by me, like spending money, wasting money, wasting time. But it took me two years to fully, really understand Um, about the vending machine business and when I got into it I purchased five vending machines I had five locations um, and I really did it off a whim I had a thousand dollars I was like if I can start it with less than a thousand dollars I'm good so I only had a thousand dollars to my name to even start it Um, and from there it was just a learning experience so it was me meeting people and just learning on the way It, it was really exciting.
1: Well, we're about to learn from you today. Uh, but when people think vending machines, they've been around forever, right? They're in lobbies wherever we go. And for some of my audience, this is probably the first time they're even considering vending machines as a stream of income, yet alone a business. That being said, with everything that's gone on with the pandemic and maybe even some areas expecting or, ante- or experiencing a reduction in foot traffic, is this a good time to go into the business or how has the pandemic even impacted the vending machine industry?
0: Man, I'm happy that you brought up the pandemic because Mm -hmm. when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh my goodness, what exactly am I going to do? My location business, it stopped, right? I have people overseas who work for me, so I still have to pay them. So I was Mm -hmm. like, what exactly am I going to do? And actually during the pandemic, that was the year that I made the most money in my business, that one year loan that I have ever made in my entire mm. years of being in vending. Um, and it it was two things. So I had made a statement. I, I had mentees at the time, people who were learning the business from me. And I said, listen, this is either going to go two ways. We're either going to just have to wait it out for a little longer, you know, not make money for a little longer, or... I think that business owners who have employees, they'll want the vending machines and they'll say, Chrissy, I need these vending machines. Um, You know, I got my workers. They don't want to come back into work. They want to work from home. You know, no one likes COVID. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what happened. So I I feel like um, I don't think I got lucky, but I feel like because it's kind of like a business that no matter what happens, it's still going to make money. It just happened. I had owners who I had previously contacted. Do you want a vending machine in your business? And they were calling me. So instead of me calling places, I had people mm. calling me. Hey, I heard you're the vending lady. Or hey, I heard you're the vending company. Even people who didn't know me. And they were reaching out for locations. So now I had all these people who had been on my waiting list who I was able to kind of fast track and move into the business really fast. So that was exciting. So I'm not saying, obviously, no one wanted COVID to hit. But that was my top um, earning year ever. And for my mentees as well, it was very easy to find vending machines for really cheap.
1: (laughs) Okay, and we'll dive into all of that. But maybe you can help us learn who all the players are here. Because you said owners were. contacting you. So is this owners of like laundromats, you know, hotels, like who, who are those owners? Yes.
0: Hotels, motels, apartment complexes. So a lot of the bigger corporations that I normally call to be on their waiting list, to be a vendor, some companies, they want you to bid for contracts. So Mm -hmm. instead of having to bid for these contracts, now they were calling me saying, Hey, we need vending machines in our business. Does that make sense? (laughs) Why do they need them all of a sudden? Great question. Because their employees, their clients, they wanted to keep them in store. A lot of people stayed home. They didn't want to go back to work. So they wanted to keep them in. What's going to keep someone actually in the working space? Snacks. It works every time. So you got drinks, you got snacks, and they will munch and they'll stay instead of leaving to go to lunch or, you know, leaving out and coming back. They'll stay and they'll snack. <laughs> it's like the number really? one thing I tell owners, um, you know, it's a service to them, free service to them. So they called me and, you know, I got I got it in there.
1: Okay. Well, for me personally, I feel like I wouldn't trade wick working from home for any vending machine snacks, right. but that's just me.
0: <laughs> these are No, these are workers who already were, the, they already worked there. This was already their nine to five. So, uh, so, okay. so they really didn't too much have a choice, but it was mm-hmm. an incentive kind of, hey, you're coming back into work. We want mm-hmm. you to make, you know, we want to make sure you stay at our nine to five job. Right. Um, here's something you've been asking for a long time. It's finally here. But no, it'll never replace a nine to a, a non working, you know, or non nine to five job. Nothing mm-hmm. like that.
1: OK, now you mentioned that when you started, you had a thousand dollars. But if I wanted to start, what's the minimum amount I would need to even get my my foot into this business?
0: Great question. So I purchased my first vending machine for $650. I purchased an AP. That's called an automatic product. It's a snack. It's a type of snack vending machine. So you have all Mm -hmm. these different types of uh, model numbers, all these different types of brands. AP is one of them. It was $650, right? So when you purchase the vending machine, you want movers. You also want to fill the vending machine up halfway for it to at least uh, work, right? So to at least take dollar bills. So you want to have money left over for that. When you get the movers, you're moving the vending machine inside of the place. And remember, it's a free service to them. So you're not paying them or you're not offering them any money upfront to place your vending machine in their business. It's a free service to them. So What I would say to this day, because again, I started, you know, six plus years ago when it was a little bit more cheaper. But now I would say around 1200 to around 1700 Expect to spend that much now because many people are moving in and kind of understanding that vending is a thing. Um, mm. So kind of have that on your head, like $1,200 to $1,700. And then if you're wanting to do like a lash vending machine, because again, I was the first person, now I don't mean to brag, but um, I was the first person to give out free information about how to start your lash vending machine and hair vending machine, product vending machine businesses as well on Instagram. So um, if you're wanting to do that type of machine, you can also source, I give out my real life vendors to my mentees. So now they have my, my vendors, who I use, and they're paying like three thousand dollars for a vending machine. But if you purchase from a company in the U.S., you're going to spend around ten thousand dollars just for that ben- just for that vending machine, not the vendor, wow. but just for the vending machine. So it really depends. Product machines a little different, and then snack and uh, snack and drink. I would say around twelve hundred.
1: Okay, so within just the different types that you mentioned so the ap with the product machine and then the snack machine i've noticed that now people aren't carrying as much cash so are you paying a premium for kind of the credit card and the the tap to scan or scan tap to pay whatever it is are there you know different variations there too
0: Yes, yes. So there are different types of, um, you know, card readers that you can get. My favorite is Nyx, right? And I am an affiliate with them. So of course, I'm going to shout their name out. Um, So Nyx, N-A-Y-A-X, they are my favorite, but there are other credit card readers to use. And I would say a credit card reader will 10X your sales if you're just using cash because everyone has, you know, a card. Um, mm-hmm. And then they also offer, there are different apps as well. So let's say if you didn't put a credit card reader on there, you can use an app and then it they can pay for the product through the app and get the product vended to them. So that's another way as well. So cashless is always going to be top tier right now at this point in the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with the pandemic, people are talking about Coin shortages and things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't carry cash. My husband does sometimes, but that's a good option to have. So you mentioned how to get the vending machine out of wherever you find it. But where do you actually find it? Where do I go to get this $650 machine?
0: Great question. So I always say use. Now you can purchase new machines if you'd like, um, mm-hmm. but there are used vending machines, which are vending machines that you know, someone's just reselling to you they don't want anymore or they sold their business there's refurbished meaning they took that vending machine they took um a part of the vending machine out and then they replaced it with something new so that's a refurbished vending machine and then there's brand new so if you Mm -hmm. want to use vending machine my favorite places are offer up Uh, Let Go used to be one, but now it merged. Facebook Marketplace, always my number one. Um, And Craigslist. A lot of people don't think that you could still go on Craigslist. But listen, I've gotten a lot of routes off of Craigslist. Routes just mean there's a vending machine, you put it in a location, and then you buy the vending machine and the location. So those are the different places that you can actually go and purchase a vending machine from. And you're purchasing it from an owner, not really from a company, but from the actual owner.
1: Okay. So that's good to know that it's in areas that are accessible, because if you think about industries like the jewelry industry or whatever other industry, you need some sort of a membership or a license to even be able to access machines. So I'm glad anyone literally off the street can walk onto Craigslist and say, give me that machine and they can call around to place it somewhere. But what makes then an ideal vending machine location? How does one pick one that's actually going to be profitable for them?
0: Great question. So that is like the number one thing in the vending machine business, finding a location. Mm. So my business, we are a vending machine locator service. So we will find vending machines for you, right? So you have to really, really, really figure out which type of machine you want first. So I always say location first and then vending machine second. However, I also say figure out which type of vending machine you want. So if you want a drink vending machine, where are you gonna put that? A gym? You can still put that in a shop. You can still put drink vending machines everywhere else. But if I have a drink type of vending machine and let's say I want to put in um, powery type of drinks in there, then mm. I know that I need to contact all of the gems in my area normally if you go to bigger gyms they already have people who are contracted with them but if you go to private gyms those are the best so you go in there you have your vending machine proposal you have your contract in hand you have a little you can do a folder you can do a binder it doesn't really matter but present it well right and you can also email them too you take that binder you go to the location you speak with the vending machine owner would you like for me to give like a little shmiel of what yes, I say. Yes, please. Okay, please. I don't know how much time we have. <laughs> um, but hey there, my name is Chrissy. I would love to place my Powerade vending machine inside of your, I don't know, uh, phone gym. I'm just making up a gym there, phone gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're speaking to the person who was like the secretary or one like the assistant manager or whatever. You want to present yourself to them and let them know. You don't want to just go in there and say, Hey, can I speak to the manager? Tell them what you're doing there. They're going to be the ones to rant and rave about you to the manager and say, oh, my goodness, we have this young lady. She wants to place a a power eight vending machine. I'm tired of these people asking me for free water. Make them pay, John. Mm -hmm. So John's going to come out and you're going to repeat the same thing. Hey, my name is Chrissy. I place power eight vending machines in gyms like yours. I would love to place this here as a free service to you and your clients. That's all you need to say. Wait. And you have the binder in your hand. Wait until John kind of says some stuff, you know, see what see what he's saying and then just answer his questions based on the questions he has for you. It's just as simple as that. But I'm also not saying it's easy because it's not easy. However, if you practice, practice makes perfect. You're going to be calling around a lot of locations if you want to do cold calling. Um, you're going to be walking around, walking into a lot of uh, businesses, but that's just the name of the game. The more you do it, the more they'll have your card and they'll say, oh, wait, there was this person who came by wanting a vending machine. So you kind of want to have people who know you in this business to kind of say, hey, I have this location for you. Or you could pay a location service. Um will give you, we offer a full refund if we can't find you a location. So.
1: Okay. And that might be better. If someone wants to do this as a side hustle, they don't have the time to hit the streets and enter businesses. So, but in your experience, what are some hesitations that businesses would have about you placing your vending machine in their place of business?
0: So one of the things that people will say is, Oh, what about the electricity? (laughs) And then, well, I wouldn't say the owner would say that, but I think the person placing the machine would think like, Chrissy, what what happens? They ask about that. It really does not take up a lot of electricity at all. I would tell them just, Tell them to do like a a practice, see how much electricity, you know, they were running before Mm -hmm. then see how much after the machine, it's not going to be a lot of money at all. Another thing is they're really worried about them being able to trust you in their business. So the best places to be in are small businesses, businesses that you don't have to go to the corporate or corporation for this type of stuff. You want people who have small businesses. So They're trying to figure out if they can trust you. Oh my goodness, who is this person? I'm going to have to give them access to inside of my building. So I wouldn't really say selling yourself. It's really about selling your actual business, making them understand that they can trust you. And once Mm -hmm. you do that and you're assuring them that you you are a professional and that you have did this several times, you don't have to lie, but just say you place business, vending machines and businesses like theirs, um, so that they're understanding like, okay, this isn't her or his first rodeo, then you're good.
1: Okay. Now you mentioned having to have access to buildings. What does the maintenance and upkeep look like? Because I've seen people dressed in uniform, you know, replenishing vending machines. Am I going to have to do that? Can I outsource that? What does maintenance look like?
0: Yeah, so I love outsourcing. That's the, the number one thing I did. I was tired of getting my daughter uh, from school, then going to the vending machines. And then you got to remember, I also had a nine to five. So I made really good money in the vending machine business and I had a nine to five. Sorry,
1: what's what's really good money?
0: <laughs> I made I mean, six figures. <laughs> I made six okay. figures in the business when I and With I also worked my nine to five. Yeah, uh huh, yes. So while I was and well, remember I was also a vending machine locator. I also outsourced routes, find routes. So I do other things in the business that acquired the six figures back then. Now mm-hmm. my now I'm in multi six figures, but back then it was just six figures. Um, And so I was tired of getting my daughter and bringing her. Um, So I hired three high school students. They were all 18. They were in Miami, Florida, Miami Beach, Florida. I hired one and he kind of got the two to help them. I would have them to go to the warehouse, pick up the materials. I would buy the materials from Sam's Club. They would go pick it up, stock the machines, and I paid them. Yes, unfortunately, I did deal with a little bit of theft. You know, they they... Theft is still eating the candies and the chocolates and then high school students. They got to take their cut off the top. Exactly. (laughs) So I think at the time I thought it is nah, you stole from me. Uh, But if I would do it all over again, I would have just really kind of taught them a lesson and still let them keep that job. I I learned a lot from that myself, but I would have let them keep that job because guess what? Now I was back stocking the machines again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so that's that was just the cost. Of the cost right. of doing business.
0: Um, so you know, for me it was learning to do things that I didn't have to really put my hands on. Um, mm. so with the maintenance, you you can go to a vending machine and really the let's say you go after a week, you've stocked it. The only things that might be the problem are uh the dollars won't go inside of the bill validator, the coins go down, they don't, you know. They go all the way down so they don't bend the person their snacks and the person. And mm, then people shake back. the
1: machine and right, break right,
0: it. Right. Um, so the main reasons are the bill validator. Well, the dollar stuck inside of the bill validator. So all you pretty much have to do open the machine. Sometimes you'll see where it's stuck. They're, they have sensors in there that'll kind of catch that. Um, and then let's say the coins don't go inside. You want to check the coin mechanism as well. And sometimes it could be like pennies. People could put in like the little dollar coins, um, just mm-hmm. things that don't go, go inside of a vending machine, or sometimes it just gets stuck inside. So those are like the main issues why people will call someone else to come and fix their vending machine. Um, and so I would say the number one thing with that is if you outsource to people, you have to also outsource someone else maintenance it. So if you have people just stocking your machine you're also going to have people, um, you're going to have to have hire people to fix your machine as well. That costs around hundred dollars an hour sometimes for people to help fix your machine. But I teach people how to fix their own vending machines. The minor problems, if it's dealing mm-hmm. with the motherboard or any type of wires, I don't do that. Um, I can't uh, legally do that, but just like minor problems, I teach people how to fix it, how to fix it.
1: Okay. And that makes sense. But if you're in a very high traffic and it's a very profitable area and it's not going to break down often, you may be fine paying the hundred dollars an hour because you'll make it back fairly quickly. Exactly. Exactly. That's how I looked at it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Cost of doing business. But do you find that it's a profitable business if you're outsourcing everything or do you have to have multiple machines in order to actually start to cash flow?
0: So the number one, and I love saying number one, right? There's so many number ones in vending. It's all important. <laughs> <laughs> I love teaching people multiple streams of income in vending. We, te- mm. we you, learn, you learn multiple streams of income here, multiple streams of income there. But you don't understand that multiple streams of income doesn't have to mean multiple businesses. There are multiple streams just in vending alone. So mm. when you can have 20 vending machines. I know people personally, who have 20 plus vending machines, and they're only making $40,000 in the business. I know people who have two, three vending machines, and they're making 60K plus. It's all about figuring out exactly what you like to do in vending, and then just doing just that. So I source vending machines for people. I have mentees. They only source my vendors who I get from overseas. They only source those. So they sell those vending machines to other people they drop ship them. Right. I have people who only find locations. Some of my mentees, they work with me and they're like, wait a minute, I think I want to be a vending locator. And so they're a vending locator for their community. And now, you know, they're making a thousand plus a month and all they're doing is sitting at home. It's a side hustle for them. They're just sitting at home, finding locations and then reselling it to their community. So for me, it's really all about the multiple streams of understanding that you can do so many other things in this business to make money selling parts. You can be the, you know, the maintenance person in your community. Once I teach you how to uh, fix vending machines, or you don't have to Mm -hmm. learn from me, go on YouTube, right? Go on, go to the library. Um, But yeah, for for me, it's more about like the multiple streams and not about the number of vending machines you have.
1: Okay. Now... This is sounding like, you know, up and to the right. Like everything once you get established looks rosy. But in reality, what are some of the risks or pitfalls we need to be aware of in this line of business?
0: I love talking about the the goods and the bads. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So um in this business, you have to understand location is number one. So if you unfortunately don't want to pay someone to find you a location, understand that you're gonna have to put in some time. You're gonna you're going to have to put in some work just to find a location. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Another thing is if you're not filling the vending machines, like you're supposed to, these locations will kick you out. And it doesn't matter if you have a contract with them or not. Some people think, Oh, I'm just going to get a contract and I'm just going to be in the location for two years. I always say, don't put it to, don't do a two year contract with anyone, whether it's at a mall, a big corporation doesn't matter. You don't, you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you can't um, abide by the contract, right? So understand that get in the location, make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do so you don't get kicked out. Another thing is if you go to a vending machine, yes, I tell you to go to offer up and buy a vending machine, but if you don't know what you're looking, looking at or looking for, That could be a potential vending machine that won't work. I have people all the time. They contact me on a consultation call. Hey, Chrissy, I purchased a vending machine from overseas. I've only had it for 30 or 45 days. And now this vending machine doesn't work. So you could potentially purchase a vending machine that doesn't work, even though you think it's brand new. And now you're stuck with the vending machine. And then what those companies are going to tell you overseas is, oh, just send the vending machine back. We'll fix it. So now you got to pay a thousand dollars just to ship it back to them Mm -mm. for them to fix it. And you got to pay the thousand dollars for it to come back to you. So and they know that as well. So you got to read the fine print. I'm not saying all vendors do that, but you got to read the fine print. Um. Mm. So, understanding all of vending, you don't have to get a mentor. You don't have to pay anybody for knowledge. I have a lot of free information on my page. I had several people contact me all the time, and they're like, Chrissy, just by your page, just by your lives, I've gotten my machine. I'm good. Y'all you know, making really good money, or the money I'm comfortable with making. I'm not saying you're going to be rich off this business. <laughs> um, however, um, you just want to make sure you have all your dots in a row before just jumping in and thinking it's an easy thing to start right away. If You got the knowledge, then you're good. But if you don't just give yourself time, don't rush. I promise vending even five years from now, it won't go anywhere. The only thing to me that will happen is technology will be upgraded and we will be mm-hmm. looking at mark my words, a lot more touch screen vending machines uh, than regular mm-hmm. vending machines in these corporations.
1: Yeah, I would say in general, the U.S. seems to be behind on that technology, because if you go to some Asian countries in Japan, they have some fairly high tech um, vending machines. So if I wonder if there's going to be more of a preference for high tech in the future and you'll have to kind of upgrade just like any any business would have to.
0: Yes, yes, there will be there. There is a huge wave coming um, of technology and we really have to catch up to it. I tell people all the time, if you have your vending machines in a location, it's a corporation, it's a really nice place, nice hotel, nice motel, try to go ahead and start taking your older machines and putting them into the smaller companies and upgrading. I know you're making good money, you know, I know you don't want to spend the money, but upgrade to these touchscreen machines um, because they're going to want them. It makes their place look better. And now when someone else comes and try to steal, I call it steal your location, steal your location, the company's going to be like, what type of machine are you putting in here? I don't want that raggedy thing. No, I'll I'll keep Chrissy. I'll keep her.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Now you've given us so much and quite honestly, maybe even just off this episode, people could get started. But for those of us who probably are going to need a little bit more of your mentorship, where can we find you? Where can we connect with you after we listen to this episode?
0: Yes, yes. So you can find me on um, at Chrissy Tutors on Instagram, C R I S S Y T U T O R S on Instagram, and then at Bending Factory One on Instagram, and then on Facebook, I'm at Bending Factory. So you can find me on both Facebook and Instagram. And if you'd like, we also have a um, webinar. So you can come learn a little bit more about the business and ask me questions on there. Um, And if you end up purchasing the course, because I do have a vending machine course, um, if you use the code podcast only for those who are tuned in on this podcast, podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, you can get a code for 40% off. For the vending machine course (laughs) so wow um, but you gotta hurry because the link will go away it's only for people who are on this particular podcast
1: oh thank you so much we really appreciate you dropping all these gems you probably opened the eyes of so many people here and i appreciate that
0: yes thank you for having me i appreciate it thank you
1: Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you found this show helpful, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Offscript.com. All right, with that, we'll see you right back here next Thursday for another episode. Bye.